Hello, everybody. My name is Janet Sheriff, and uh, welcome to Kissing the Cod, all things gold. Um, the gold exploration business is a, is a tough world, and it's often driven by fiercely independent and very colorful characters, uh, highly intelligent and uh, with great per perseverance. Stumbling over my words already. Um, these people live colorful lives, which often takes them around the world and uh, leads them to often, if they're lucky and very fortunate and hardworking, many discoveries, uh, gold and other minerals that are very important in our daily lives. Uh, today, we're joined by a very accomplished geologist, Adrian Fleming, who I have had the fortune of meeting before when we worked up in Canada's Yukon. And uh, he is now in Canada's Newfoundland, where he is the CEO and director of Gold Island, a uh, gold exploration company. And he has accumulated a series of projects with a, uh, another colleague of ours, Sean Ryan, a very successful and world-renowned uh, prospector. So with that lengthy introduction, welcome, Adrian. It's great to have you today. Janet, good morning, and it's uh, great to have an opportunity to chat with you about my favorite subject, or one of my favorite subjects, which is looking for treasure, uh, looking for gold. Uh, as you said, uh, I am currently the um, CEO and director of Gold Island Inc. Uh, that company is still private. We have seven projects in Newfoundland, which we optioned from Sean Ryan. We started exploration on those last year. We spent about a million dollars doing a lot of systematic soil geochemical sampling. And we're going to be gearing up for a pretty aggressive field program uh, this summer, starting next month in May. But firstly, maybe just a little bit about my background. I'm an Aussie, um, trained in uh, Adelaide University in South Australia. And then uh, in the early part of my career, worked mainly in Australia and Papua New Guinea. Um, I've probably been in this exploration space principally for gold for golly, it's got, got to be nearly four decades now. And I've been very lucky because I've been either a part of teams or the leader of teams that have made some pretty significant discoveries. And let me just take you through those. So Pogra in Papua New Guinea, we found the high grade zone back in the early eighties and that became a, a huge mine, it's produced more than 30 million ounces of gold. And um, the next one was Big Bell in Western Australia which uh, when I was working for a wonderful company called Placer Development, a Canadian company, and that turned out to be a mine. Then I got involved with a guy called David Fennell and uh, that team of which I was the leader found a very nice gold deposit called Gross Rosabelle in Suriname. Um, and then I worked up in Hope Bay. That was my first exposure to Canada north of the Arctic Circle. And for a kid that grew up in Alice Springs, that was, um, that was pretty confronting. I, I'd never been anywhere in the world where you work in both summer and winter. And of course, the temperatures just, you know, crazy minus 30 degrees. And then you had the wind chill and um, but a marvelous part of the world. Um, then in uh, 2008, uh, I had a company called Underworld Resources. We optioned a property from Sean Ryan. And in very short order, we made a discovery on the back of Sean's um, very elegant systematic soil geochemical sampling. We made a discovery at what uh, became known as Golden Saddle. Uh, and that now is the 
regarded as the white gold district. And after a couple of years of drilling, we had been able to define about a million ounces of open pitable material running a bit better than two grams per tonne. So what does that, what does that um, sequence of good fortune create? Well, it creates an addiction. And I uh, have to admit to that addiction because, well, the next one might be bigger and better. And, and, and you know, we made nice money out of uh, 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 underworld resources. And then I was involved with another company called John Robbins out of the Discovery Group in Vancouver uh, called Northern Empire. And we put some more money in the bank as a result of that because both those companies got taken out. So, so I, I'm, I'm well and truly addicted to this process of looking for gold deposits and um, hence <laughs> coming out of my semi-retirement to, uh, to head up Gold Island in, uh, in Newfoundland, which has fabulous geology. Um, and uh, on the basis of, well, you know, we might make an even bigger one this time. We are, we are obviously very good at it. There, there, there's no doubt. And, and one of the things that I really want to point out to people, um, I, what I, one of the benefits of going to this online forum that we've had to go to for, for too, uh, far too long is, is you're in New Zealand right now. And we're able to have this conversation, a different part of your day. But how um, did you end up? You're addicted to, to gold discovery. You're very successful at it. How did you end up in Newfoundland again with Sean? Yes, well, um, six months ago, Sean and Kathy, um, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize that, uh, that it's often the, the person that stands behind the person who really makes them um, able to achieve what they achieve. And Sean Ryan's very fortunate to be married to a lovely lady called uh, Kathy Wood. And Kathy's the business brains of that, uh, of that group or that duo. Sean's the dreamer, he's the researcher. Um, you know, he, he's out there doing um, very high quality field work. But um, they called me and said, uh, we've got this company and we're starting up in, uh, in Newfoundland and we'd like your help. And I said, golly, you know, I'm a director of three um, Canadian based companies already and I might have to give one of those up to be able to help you out. And they said, no, 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 we don't want you to be a director. We want you to be the CEO. And I said, "Pooh, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting a bit old for this kind of stuff." And they said, "No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't, don't say no yet." So I, I had never been to Newfoundland. I knew nothing about Newfoundland's geology. I had worked quite a bit in Canada as well as other parts of the world. So I spent a couple of weeks looking at the geology, at the, at the geology of Newfoundland, the metallogeny, the controls to mineralization, some of the, the other companies that uh, are were working there and are still working there and uh, like a big fish Janet I took the bait I couldn't I couldn't help myself I said yes um, I'm very happy to do this to help you guys out to lead the charge but um, I can only give you about half of my time so I've got to be a little bit disciplined because I get excited about this stuff and my wife says come on come down and cook dinner you know you can't just spend the whole day playing around with this gold stuff <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that Sean and Kathy join us uh, on our podcast. I think she's one of the smartest people and uh, a real gem. 
to have her involved in, in, in Newfoundland. Um, so you're involved in Newfoundland and um, what is the focus for the company this year? That's a good question. Um, we have uh, seven different project areas, which is a big, big mouthful. Um, and uh, almost all of those are greenfields projects. In other words, they've had essentially no recent systematic gold um, exploration work done on them. Within one of our properties called Notre Dame, um, we have uh, prospects called the Burton Prospects. Uh, they have a couple of that, that uh, those three prospects have a couple of drill holes, you know, 20 meters at 0.7 or something like that. Um, quite a lot of interesting uh, gram samples on the surface, you know, up to 10 grams per ton. I think there's a channel sample that's running three um, meters at 56 grams per ton. So, so of, of the different properties and they're in different parts of the island, uh, Burton is the one that's the highest ranked, but the soil geochemistry that we did last year on four of our seven properties, uh, notwithstanding that was quite widely spaced geochemical sampling done by Ground Truth Exploration, which is part of the Sean Ryan Cathy Wood uh, Empire, if you like. Um, that uh, first phase of, of systematic soil geochemistry has come back with some quite interesting results. And so um, this uh, year 2022, we're going to be following those up, uh, going out on the ground, prospecting, trying to see, um, you know, where is there some outcrop we can see? Is some is there some veining? Is there some alteration where these anomalous gold samples um, occur? And then move towards the end of the year to um, drilling, probably um, cheap and dirty, if you like, uh, rotary air blast drilling to begin with, if we've got to get through overburden or till to get down to bedrock to get samples. And then I'd like to think by the end of the year, at least <clears throat> one of those projects would be ready for some court drilling. Excellent. So what was it, like, one of the things that, uh, that drew me to uh, Newfoundland and Labrador, focusing on Newfoundland, um, is it was, uh, almost like this undiscovered gem that yes, there'd been some mining activity and yes, there's some gold mines, but, but the true potential of Newfoundland had not even been realized because of the way that the mineral leases were, were, were handled. So what, what about Newfoundland just made you want to get out of retirement, go back into, and it's a tough job being a CEO of a company. It's not, uh, it's, a, it's a great deal of time and energy. What made, what made me go back? I think what made me come back um, to head up a company uh, doing exploration is that there's a, there's a tremendous amount of potential in this um, part of, of Canada, this far eastern part of Canada. And, and I, I continue to be puzzled as to why it's been overlooked for so long. But you've got world-class geology here um, with a whole group of different slivers of continental crust jammed up against one another. There are these major structural breaks across the island uh, and um, they form um, cracks in the earth's crust where gold bearing fluids can percolate up and precipitate out near the surface. But I think, I think the other aspect that, that really caught my attention was that there are both lower grade and higher grade deposits uh, on the island. Um, and I thought in this podcast, um, Janet, it might be useful for me to just talk a little bit about 
some of the recent discoveries and developments on the island and, okay. how, they and how they compare and contrast in terms of, of grade. Oh, no, please do. I'd love to. I, 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 I'd love to hear it. Um, so let's just talk quickly about, about uh, what's going on there. This is a very high-level view. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, the, the current producing mine is owned and operated by Anaconda. Uh, they're going to produce about 22,000 ounces of gold this year. They've been doing some excellent work on what they call their Goldborough project that has uh, measured and indicated resources of about two and a half million ounces, <coughs> running 3.7 gram per tonne. They have a, a little mill uh, at Pine Cove. And so they're moving to develop this larger deposit um, but let's look at some of the other companies that are working on the, on the island and, and let's look at, at what their resources are in terms of low grade, grade high grade, open pit versus underground mining. Um, so just to run through a list here, um, Matador Mining is a bunch of Aussies. Uh, their project's called Cape Ray. Uh, they're at the advanced exploration stage. They've defined almost a million ounces of two gram per tonne in several different deposits, like pearls on a string. And they're gonna be moving uh, towards uh, a mining development quite soon. Marathon is the big gorilla in the room at the moment, if you like. Uh, their Valentine Lake project, they've just received approvals um, from both Canada and the province to proceed towards development. They call that their Valentine Lake project. Um, and they have uh, almost 4 million ounces, uh, just a touch under 2 gram per tonne. And once again, a bit like Matador, they, are, they have found uh, several deposits, all open pitable. Uh, but the grade is, you know, is just a touch under 2, like 1.75 gram per tonne. I think the company that really attract, has attracted a lot of attention uh, right across Canada and, in fact, in, in other parts of the world, is Newfound Gold uh, on the Queensway North uh, deposit. Um, and they're in the resource definition phase. And what's very different about Newfound versus Matador Marathon is that, that, that their, their um, mineralization is very high grade, like crazy grades. Um, and I'll in a minute, uh, just open up my screen here and, and cite some of the grades to you. Um, next to Newfound Gold, on um, the Appleton Fault structure, which is one of these major cracks right across the island, is a company called Labrador Gold. They recently made a discovery, two discoveries, in fact, Big Vein and Golden Glove. Uh, once again, very high-grade mineralization. And both <clears throat> Newfound Gold and Labrador have not released a resource estimate, but, but those kinds of grades will um, lead to underground mine development. Maritime resources, again, um, quite high grade. They've um, defined uh, a deposit at Hammerdown. It was previously mined before. Um, they are going to um, ship that to the Anaconda Mill. Um, that's a redevelopment. What was mined underground before, they've done a lot of drilling on. They got about 900,000 ounces at five grams per tonne. <clears throat> so that's a medium grade open pit. <clears throat> and then Sockerman with their Moosehead project, once again, a little bit like 
Newfoundland and Labrador gold, high grade um, and would undoubtedly be an underground um, mine. Let me just speak uh, about Marathon Gold's Valentine Lake project. And I'm just going to talk for a couple of minutes about what they call their berry deposit. Now, berry has about 550,000 ounces. It's open pit. It will be an open pit. The grade's about 1.65 gram per tonne. <clears throat> and, and here are a couple of the typical drill intercepts. They've drilled it on 50 to 100 meter centers, but things like 27 meters at two and a half grams per ton, um, 24 meters at 1.8 grams per ton. And interestingly, in both those is a, 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 a narrower interval of much higher grade material. So in the 27 meters, is at two and a half gram per ton, there's one meter at 14. So that pumps the grade up a little bit. And then in the 24 meters at 1.8, there's one meter at 17.1. And so that kicks the grade up. And what that's telling me is that <clears throat> there's probably several phases of mineralization. And the last one has pushed some of this extra grade in like icing on the cake to, to just push the grade up a little bit. So. They've done on, on the berry deposit about 40,000 meters of drilling just on that one deposit. And Marathon have several deposits. So if you say the all up cost of that drilling is you know $300 a meter or so, the discovery cost for Marathon of the berry deposit is about $22 an ounce. So let's look at newfound gold. And newfound gold is, is the other end of the spectrum. Marathon is relatively great, low grade open pit. Newfound gold has got these very, very high grades and undoubtedly will be, I mean, maybe a little bit of open pit mining, but the bulk of that will have to be uh, mined underground. Mm -hmm. They've already completed 140,000 meters of drilling. They're working towards completing 400,000 meters of drilling. And so if you, again, take $300 a meter as, as a cost, they'll spend $120 million to define uh, that, that deposit. And it's not just one deposit. Keats is the one that, that everybody knows about, but they found several others. So if we say, and as I said before, Newfoundland Gold have not put out a resource estimate yet. If just to speak hypothetically, if we say you found gold might put out a resource estimate down the track a little bit at 3 million ounces. Um, and if they've spent 120 million on defining that, the cost per ounce is going to be $40, which is double what Marathon Gold had, had spent. But let me come back to just a few examples of the kinds of intercepts that Newfound gold of pulling. 19 grams at 90, sorry, 19 meters at 93 grams per ton. Oh. <laughs> Just, I mean, 25.2 oh, meters at 25 grams per ton. I mean, that's just crazy stuff. Um, but yes. it creates an issue. And the issue is called nugget effect. Mm -hmm. And nugget effect is something that, that is created when you have relatively coarse particles of gold that make up the deposit. So Marathon, <clears throat> with their low-grade mineralization, is by and large very fine particles of gold. 
newfound gold on the other hand with Keats and Lotto and Dome and Golden Joint have this very high grade mineralization so you get these blobs of gold in the core and nugget effect is a bit of a bugger um, excuse mm -hmm. the French because you need a lot of drilling to get a representative resource estimate and and let me try and, and give you an analogy here let's say we've got a loaf of bread raisin bread and it's got half a dozen raisins in it and then we we have some knitting needles imagine the knitting needles are drill holes and we push these knitting needles through the loaf of bread what are the chances that four knitting needles will hit any of those four raisins that are in the loaf pretty low probability that they will hit and so this is why um, newfound gold have to drill so many holes because you've got this issue of nugget effect and, and, and an extreme example of nugget effect are diamond deposits because diamonds are only really valuable if they're big. Um, the, the concentration of diamonds in a diamond pipe is probably uh, a 50th or a hundredth of uh, what you see in something like uh, Newfound Gold's discovery. And so <clears throat> diamond explorers will do a little bit of drilling and then they'll take it a bulk sample. They'll, they'll take out a hundred ton and then process that in the mini plant and that gives them an idea of what they've got. So a question that, that I pose to myself is, okay, we're working in Newfoundland, Newfound Gold. <clears throat> and a lot of people give more credibility to a high grade deposit than a low grade deposit. Mm -hmm. So given that Gold, Gold Island, the company that I'm heading up, has seven projects, what would I prefer to find? Would I prefer to find... I, I, was, wondering, I was wondering. Sorry? I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would I prefer to find a lower grade marathon type deposit or a higher grade newfound gold or Labrador gold deposit? Well, <clears throat> I can't determine what I'm going to, what we as the team behind Gold Island is going to find. We hope we can find a deposit and whatever it is, it is. Um, <clears throat> but, but if I had a magic wand and I could say, well, this is what I want to find, I would rather, I think, find a two gram per ton deposit like Matador and Marathon have, uh, an Anaconda mining, than a very high grade one like Labrador Gold and Newfound Gold have got their teeth into because the lower grade ones with smaller particles of gold are going to demand less drilling and I think a quicker route to defining a resource. <clears throat> And if you look at if you look at profitability of gold deposits around the world, and one of the benchmarks for profitability is what's called all-in sustaining cost. Um, it's interesting to <clears throat> compare higher grade underground mines with lower grade open pit mines, and there's no direct relationship between all-in sustaining cost and grade. Um, some of the lower grade mines are more profitable than some of the uh, underground high grade mines and vice versa. So what's in the ground, Janet, um, is yet to be found by uh, Gold Island. Um, and <laughs> I'd be happy with either. <laughs> give me a newfound gold type deposit or give me a marathon or matador type deposit and, and, 
enough ounces to, to, for it to be a viable gold project. I'd be very happy with, with that. Um, and I think one other thing that I find quite remarkable is that the, you know, Newfoundland is not that big a landmass, but there's all this success. Um, you know, we've got all these companies that are making discoveries and the, the, there's a, a number of others in addition to what I mentioned already. So it's a great place to be exploring. Canada's a great place to be exploring. Uh, and Newfoundland overlooked for a long time, but you know now there's a rush to Newfoundland. There's a lot of really good exploration going on. There's a lot of smart people, um, smarter than me, who who are doing excellent work. And you know, in five or ten years' time, uh, Newfoundland's going to be regarded as you know the gold capital of Canada, uh, with all these fabulous discoveries that are being made, and and the ability, as we've seen with uh, Marathon to move very quickly to get permitted and build a mine and start producing bricks of gold. Yeah, I agree, I agree. I, I, I really, um, you know, it's very, and I don't know if, how people can fully understand this if you haven't, don't have the history in, in the sector, having a modern day gold rush is not, it's, it's extremely rare to be in this position where the potential for discovery in the jurisdiction is as high as it is in this modern day. And I think that the jurisdiction people in it are going to benefit from this. One of the, one of the things that you talked about was the economics between the low grade and high grade. And, and uh, it really seems to drive a lot of your thinking that it, it, don't look at high grade versus low grade, look at economics. How do you, um, how do you manage that in a sector that seems to attract investors that are really into high grade? I think I think it's I think it's education. I, you know, I think um, webinars like this, um, podcasts, where you know we're talking about the subject and we're saying, you know, a, a lower grade open pit mine can be very profitable, uh, and. I think the other the other aspect of it is that um, high grade mines are capital intensive. Um, it probably costs more money um, to develop uh, an underground mining operation than an open pit mining operation. I mean, with an open pit, you just scrape off the the soil and the, the surface, and you're you're straight into it, provided the deposit comes to the surface. With an underground mine, like Newfound Gold, have uh, got and Labrador Gold have just found. Um, you know, you have to do declines and shafts and a lot of other stuff to to um, to be able to begin to to move um, tonnage of gold bearing rock up to the up to the mill. Um, and there's clearly a place for <clears throat> both both kinds of systems. And um, I think the faster that a company can can move to define a resource um, is one of the key things that attracts um, investors' attention. Um, and, you know, Newfound Gold have done a great job in promoting uh, what they have, but they're still, you know, they're still quite a long way away from defining a resource, whereas um, Matador uh, have been able to move quite quickly to defining a resource and they're continuing to increase that with their, with their exploration. There are some people out there who are total gold um, grade nuts, if you like. And so, you know, they'll only invest in things that are high grade. Um, 
but I think um, savvy investors will, will look at um, what's the company doing, um, how long is it until they, okay, they, they may have made a discovery, how long is it until they'll have a resource to find and then how much longer uh, will it be until you know, they'll be able to, to produce gold. And often it's, uh, you know, it's from discovery to um, first production can be, you know, six to 10 years. Yeah. And in some cases, much longer than that. Well, and I think, you know, you're being a bit understated. I think another big factor in uh, investors need to consider is management and having someone that's as passionate about what they're doing and accomplished in what they're doing, like yourself, is is incredibly important. And uh, I think it's going to be an exciting year for Gold Island. And I'm not sure if I mean Newfoundland or your company, but maybe both, right? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a great, yeah. it's a great name. It's a great name. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. Adrian, you did do a, a, a longer version of a presentation similar uh, to this. on. Uh, it's available on goldisland.ca and I imagine on YouTube as well. So I'll draw everyone's attention to that in case they want to see the uh, entire presentation. Um, I do want to thank you for joining us today and I wish you the best of luck in your uh, exploration season this year uh, on Newfoundland's beautiful Gold Island, great name. Uh, I also want to thank everyone for joining us today. Uh, and as always, please join us in the future uh, at Kissing the Cod, All Things Gold where I hope you will continue to meet some interesting people and hear some great stories. But thank you again, everyone. And thank you again, Adrian. Thank you, Janet. My pleasure.